That's what I do every Friday night. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to. <laughs> we have a, a jam-packed show today, man. It is a full house there in the studio. I'm yes, really sir. looking forward to today's show. Some of my some of my favorite people and favorite beers are in the house. Yes, sir. We've got uh, John from Modest. we got Dan from Liftbridge. And we got uh, Josh and Jared from Certainly. So we're going to talk about some beer. Talk about some news, maybe some current event. A lot of beer. Drink some beer. There's a lot of beer to be talked about tonight. Yeah, man. I think this is like what the ninth, tenth show we've had Liftbridge on in a row. We're going to have to (laughs) call it the the Liftbridge beer cast here pretty soon. I just live here. (laughs) Pretty soon he's going to realize we're just angling for a sponsorship. (laughs) Right. He's going to figure it out. We may may as well just be upfront about it. I'm a slow learner, though. (laughs) The fact of the matter is, is, is... Liftbridge has got a lot going on. You guys yeah. have news every week, so come on back every week. You guys have uh, the Grey Duck collaboration happening uh, this time around. Tell us about the the beer, Dan. Yeah, so um, it's a collaboration with uh, Goose Island. Um, one of our, well, he's our controller and basically runs everything at the brewery, Amar Patel. He has a buddy who is part of the Goose Island team, and they were chatting and just thought it would be kind of fun to put together a little collaboration. So we we flew out to Chicago, and um, we bought a whole bunch of – we kind of talked about different beer styles and really liked the Baltic Porter, especially for this time of year. And um, there's a pretty big Polish community in Chicago. No. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we had fun time going to a whole bunch of liquor stores in some of the Polish areas in Chicago, picking up beers, trying them out. And then um, – and we just kicked around Chicago for a couple of days and uh, worked on a recipe. And then the Goose Island guys came back a few weeks later, and we brewed it on our system in, in Stillwater. So nice. the beer, we released it actually the the night of uh, Silhouette release, so about a week ago, two weeks ago. And um, it's been, been really well received. So it's a, a Baltic Porter style. So it's a 7, I think about 7.2% alcohol. Um, just a touch of uh, smoked malt in there, just kind of an under undertone, but just a nice chocolatey uh, whiff of smoke, a little bit of roast, and uh, kind of a fun beer style. Warms you up on a, on a cool evening like tonight, right? Yeah, it's a, it's going to be I think a cold week, so uh, it should be it should be good. How can folks get their hands on this? Is it going to be just at the brewery, just at uh, tap accounts. What's the what's the release like for the uh, the Grey Duck Baltic Porter? Yeah, it'll be at uh, select draft accounts around town. So we launched at um, the Happy Gnome. It's actually going on tap tonight at at the Republic. So you can go down there and check it out, and um, several places around town. So we will have it in the tap room at the brewery, of course. And then we peeled off a few um, barrels of it, and we actually uh, threw it in some bourbon barrels. So we'll play around with that and and maybe re-release it again and when the beer is ready. So. Nice. What's it like doing a collaboration with the the six one two, or not six one two Goose Island? Sorry, I keep I always get them confused between three one two and then I think six one two. My brain just does flips that don't make any yeah. sense. Nobody told us there was going to be math. So, <laughs> so the Goose Island crew, not six one two brew. What's it like doing a collaboration with the, with those guys? Well, it was it was actually pretty cool. I mean. A lot, a lot of their team has a ton of passion for for beer. I mean, they're super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that we got connected with, Amar's buddy, his name is um, Jesse Valencia, and he's he's super into food as well. He writes a blog, um, 
and has a, a cookbook. In fact, he has a tattoo across his belly that says Meat Life <laughs> with bacon strips. And um, I so anybody who has that. something like that, you know you're probably going to get along with them. That's pretty sexy. Yeah, very cool stuff. And um, so it was really fun, and they have a lot of resources. And, I, you know, I was a little worried that it was going to be us little tiny guys and big Goose Island AB guys. But yeah, that, was, they were, that was kind of my next question. I mean, there's, I mean, to a certain segment of the the craft beer consumer folks i mean it's a niche within a niche right but there's some people are you know don't drink goose island because of of ownership right sure were you guys worried about that or what what is it like you know dealing with that double-edged sword if you will yeah i mean we talked a little bit about it but the fact is is you know jesse and a bunch of his buddies are they're good people and they're making great beer, and so we didn't feel bad about working with great people who make great beer. Right. We understand that they're owned by a big, big corporation, but you know, again, it's it's all about the people for us. We did get some posts on the Facebook. They said, "Well, hopefully, you're not getting bought out by AB and <laughs> and to stop drinking your beer." And, but um, yeah, we're just having some fun. So, so just, just for the record, when when are you guys getting bought? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think somebody said, "Well, that's how you're going to fund your expansion." Oh uh, yeah, whatever. So anything is, you post, does that all of a sudden, pop up like every time like somebody does something. Now is that is that the new thing? Like somebody as soon as somebody collaborates or something cool happens, oh, they must be getting bought. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's a pretty common theme. That's kind of irritating. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 definitely a, a thing within the industry, though, right? I mean, people want to be loyal to their their local establishments you know they want to support the local economy um you know when things when ownership moves outside of the local economy to some people that's that's the most important thing is keeping their their dollars and their jobs here within their community mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree and i think um you know goose island was certainly when they started was a, a pretty big innovator and uh, one of the very early craft breweries in chicago and um, you know, when you think about barrel aging of especially stout style beers, man, they're you know that they make some really cool stuff. So, did they leave you any uh, any trade secrets on, on the way out the door during the collaboration? You know, if you if you want to make the next big barrel age, here's some things you could tweak with with silhouette. It's already perfect, but here's what you could do to make it a little more perfect. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't give us any any pro tips or anything like that. <laughs> not, not that you guys aren't pros yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we've done a collaboration with um, with Odell, yeah, but that didn't mean that Odell was going to buy us. And we did a collaboration with um, the Free House, and uh-huh. the Blue Plate Group isn't buying us either. So <laughs> I don't think people need to worry. Speaking of which, uh, Blue Plate Group, um, they, you know, they of course have the the Groveland Tap, and we are going to be there uh, next week for their Stout Breakfast, aren't we, Drew? Yes, we are, man. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be a fun time and a fun show. Yeah, it's. Uh, I am. I am very much looking forward to it. So uh, I've never been to a stout breakfast before. <laughs> Every I, I've this I've, may have to become a Saturday tradition. I was at one last Saturday and the Saturday before. And the Saturday before, I must pretty, have missed my invitations. Pretty to those. much, I, pretty much every Saturday at my house is a stout <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you can find information. Just uh, just go to go on Facebook and search Stout Breakfast. It's uh, it's right it's right there. There's an event page set up and uh, and links to more information that you can find out. Absolutely, yeah, that's gonna be a great time. Should we take a break? I suppose we should. It's, right. it's a thing we do on yeah. the show at time, from time to time. So let's take a quick break more with a jam-packed edition of the Minnesota BeerCast coming up right after this. One eight seven seven cars for kids. 
JT sightings. Dude, Minnesota is falling all over themselves for the uh, for the Super Bowl. It's so exciting. <laughs> I'm so happy it's here. Has the uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Well, Has the bloom fallen off the rose after Minnesota got eliminated from the playoffs, or what the, do you think? Um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was uh, I was talking with a friend about it yesterday. You know, if if the Vikings had just had a bummer of a season and sort of missed the playoffs or whatever, then I think there would be, uh, for me anyway, a lot more excitement because you would have had that ramp-up period of like, okay, well, the Vikings are out, but, you know, the Super Bowl's coming to town, so that's cool. If the, uh, but if the, the excitement that, hasn't been built up, you're saying... The fact that we, you know, I got I got so amped up for the Vikings and they were in the NFC Championship game and they came so close and then, and then oh, yeah, it's just, the Super Bowl still has to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the Vikings losing kind of kind of took away a lot of the uh, a lot of the excitement of having the Super Bowl here in town, at least for me. Yeah. Has it impacted your your daily life at all? I mean, obviously working in the media, you I'm sure you get tons of press releases and it's, stuff for I would I wouldn't say it's impacted my my daily life, but yeah, I mean, it's it's affected it's affected the work aspect of it a little bit, but yeah. not in any major way, no. It hasn't been a huge disruption. Big Super Bowl plans? Nope. No, you can even watch. Yep, I'm gonna watch. I'm just gonna watch from home. You, you, gonna... It's a work night. I can't. You know, I got to get up at three in the morning the next day. You could just stay up. <laughs> I've tried that. That's a horrible <laughs> idea because come about halfway through the show, things start getting weird. <laughs> weird. Things start getting pretty weird. No, I've done that before. It is not. It's not pleasant. It's not a good idea. Well, every every well prepared football fan should have a, a football beer, though. Yes. To to enjoy while watching the game. Yes. Do you have a, a beer picked out for the Super Bowl? You gotta put you put me on the spot. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I do. Um, no, I don't actually. I haven't. I have really haven't thought about it yet. I'm gonna. Right. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sample all the fine beers that our guests uh, brought here tonight. And uh, maybe by the end of the show, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a winner. Well, as long as we're talking Super Bowl, <laughs> as long as we're talking beer, let's talk to uh, John from Modest Brewing about uh, a little thing they have going on. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the, uh, the situation, the situation. You guys, yeah. of course, made, made news not that long ago by poking the bear. Walk us through walk us through that scenario, John, and where we're at now. Sure. So yeah, we we uh, came out with a beer called um, Dilly Dilly in December, uh, which uh, of course became swiftly acted on with a cease and desist from uh, AB and Dilly Dilly <laughs> Dilly Dilly. <laughs> uh, and ever since then, I've asked I've been asked uh, questions about it uh, about three times per day. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what kind of questions are people asking? Probably better uh, interviewers than me. Were we in on it? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Um, did we think we were going to get a cease and desist, or did we think we were going to get away with it? Uh, stuff like that. They moved pretty yeah. swift. They moved pretty damn swift, yeah. So, was, I mean, uh, you almost probably sold out the beer before you got a, a letter, or, or was it, what was the timeline like? Uh, it was the same day. So we... Yeah, when we released it in December, that's why you're getting paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think we're really lucky that uh, that marketing picked up on it before legal did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they sent out the uh, the town crier. There's a video of it up on our Facebook. I'm sure it's been shared uh, over a million times right now. Um, dilly dilly. <laughs> it's uh, so 
<clears throat> yeah, we... Uh, so they sent you a cease and desist. Yep. You you released the beer, mm-hmm. sold it all. Um, they said, hey, don't do not do it again. We, that yep. took care of the desist before part. Before we, we yep. unleashed yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the wolves upon your house. Yep. And... But now you guys have got a, a response because they gave you a couple Super Bowl tickets. Right. Yeah, that was part of the uh, very unexpected part of the, the the letter was we get two, I think they called it two thrones to the game. <laughs> uh, so so it's, we thought uh, instead of uh, just uh, sticking you know, two employees on each other to, uh, uh, to make uh, two people happy, we, th- we thought um, uh, collectively... Each of the employees, um, the owners, and then Ian and uh, Kiri from the Curious Goat, we all picked uh, a different local charity, um, and we're so there's 25 in total, and we're uh, raffling those tickets off uh, and giving all the money back to uh, to those charities. That's nice. awesome. That's yeah. really cool. I, I when when I when I saw the uh, the the release on that, I thought that's a, a good job. Well done. Thank you. Nicely played. You get a dilly dilly. <laughs> How many more times are you going to be able to hit oh, that that's, button? This that's going to haunt my dreams. <laughs> I got an itchy dilly finger. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Right? Yeah. Leave that one with help, I will withhold comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you, along with the, uh, the the tickets and the charity, you've also brewed a, a beer to go along with the event, right? Right. Yep. Uh, it's a um, it's a it, the the first one dilly dilly was a double IPA. This right. one is a single. Um, mm-hmm. It's six point eight percent. It's brewed with Golden it's, Promise oats. Still some decent heft for an IPA. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know nothing to you know scoff at, but um, yeah, it's you know the New England style. That, uh, Keen and Jack have been cranking out pretty much twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, they're doing a great job with these. Um, so it's brewed with Simcoe, Azaka, and Citrus. So it's got all those uh, super super citrusy, fruity uh, notes to it. A lot of. Uh, a lot in the nose and the flavor, but not a lot of bitterness. Nice. Which is is that, is that a one-time release for the uh, the event happening in town here and, and the charity, or is that, you think, going to come around every once in a while? Uh, no, that's just going to be a taproom only. Uh, we'll just we'll just keep it in there. We did a 20-barrel batch. Uh, we did 300 crowlers. Um, I think we have maybe 20 or 25 still at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still, actually, we still have about... Uh, about 600 raffle tickets uh, still there. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to announce the winner uh, at 9 p.m. on Saturday. So you can still buy um, you can still buy tickets up until that point. Uh, they're 25 bucks per ticket, uh, limit two per person. So technically, you could go to the Super Bowl for 50 bucks. That'd be pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah. So how many tickets are you are you selling? What are my odds? Yeah, I got to figure out. What, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm doing it for a good cause, but what are what are the odds? Uh, there, I have no, I have no idea what they are. Well, how, many, how, many tickets, how many tickets do you have? Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. All right. All right. So you have a two out of two thousand chance, yeah, or one out of a thousand. That's exa- exactly. What you're- <laughs> I was yeah. awake for math class. Yeah. This is the second segment in a row where we've had math. We got to knock this yeah. off. This is not the Minnesota Math Cast. No, ter- terrible Jeez. sponsorship on the Minnesota Math Cast. Bad news. Oh, God. Buy your abacus now. <laughs> got to get those mathnasium guys in here. <laughs> You've also got a, another beer you brought along with you. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that one, John. Uh, yeah, Ritual Night. This is a can release that we're doing um, uh, this week as well. It's hitting stores. Uh, it's been hitting stores since Tuesday, but uh, this is a Mexican dark chocolate stout. You guys um, have done a Mexican chocolate yeah. stout in the in the tap room in the past, right? Yep. Uh, part of our deviation series. It's our um, sort of our experimental uh, series. This one was such a big success that. Um, we, uh, we decided to bring it back, uh, for the winter. This is, uh, it's a Mexican dark chocolate stout, so it's brewed with cocoa nibs, 
uh, vanilla, uh, cinnamon, and hot chilies. So it's perfect for a day that's negative four and cold as heck. Yeah, man. Did you say what? What is the uh, the ABV on this? Uh, Six point three. Yeah, that's healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice little stand up. This uh, this might be a, a prime candidate for the uh, the Super Bowl. That's beer a, the, yeah. I think that's an excellent yeah. uh, excellent Super Bowl watching beer right there. At least at least for the first half. Right. Well, it'll go well with my chili that I'm going to make. Oh, you make terrible was, chili. I was actually <laughs> was actually suggested to me several times this week that we should make chili with this. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking maybe the next same year. Thing. Yeah, you know the uh, the beer, my award winning chili. I sorry, I should have not <laughs> brought that up. <laughs> sorry, Schmitty. Sore, sore wounds. <laughs> but I thought we won <laughs> well, overall. And you know, uh, I do have to say, I've got to, uh, I've got to finish getting the the trophy made. But I do believe we're going to make a a chili bowl. Eric's waiting. It's coming. He's cries himself to sleep every night. <laughs> he put a he lot of work in on that shit. And everything. <laughs> it yeah. stands there empty and alone. An empty shelf Just up at Modest. Dusty plexiglass case. <laughs> so sad. So this this ritual night, uh, Mexican stout, mm-hmm. What? Uh, how long is this going to be on shelves for, did you say? Um, it'll be, uh, it, we did a 40-barrel batch of it, so um, most, most uh, stores got about five cases of it. Um, so it'll be, it should be around till about March. Nice. Yeah. Through, the, yeah. through February. I could definitely see making some chili out of this. What is the, uh, what are the peppers that are in it? Uh, I cannot remember what they are. That's why I call it red chilies. Me- Mexican yeah. peppers. Me- yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Ones that are red and spicy. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, it's fun to, to have a pepper beer in Minnesota. I, I enjoy pepper in beers, especially like smoked peppers. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. enjoy in beer. But I feel like brewers are are timid sometimes when it comes to making beer with chilies. Um, this this is a great great example of using some heat in mm-hmm. a beer, but not going over the top. Yeah. Now the the guys over across the table from you, Jared and Josh at Surly, you guys make some pepper beer. <coughs> yeah, we make a few. I uh, really our most common one is the fiery hell, uh, just our standard hellas lager fused with. Uh, Puya chilies, we like the puya. Puya, puya, puya. Well, let's let's tease that. Let's take a little break and come back and talk about some some pepper beers with the guys from Surly. You listen to the Minnesota Beercast. We'll be back after this. iHeartRadio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center. A wind chill advisory this morning for wind chills of 20 to 30 below. Some early flurries, then sunshine for the afternoon. A high right around 6. I'm sure on Sunday night we're going to get a ton of listens. Like people are going to be just downloading the pod. There's like, dude, listen to the show during halftime. That's when my mom downloads yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Both both listeners probably. Well, who wants to miss JT's <laughs> halftime show, man? Come on. Oh yeah, has he been on since the infamous wardrobe malfunction? No, no he has not. I see. Yeah, is, is yeah, edgy. Janet, is Janet so edgy. scheduled to be there as well? You know, they always bring out like special surprise guests for right. halftime shows and things like that. Big so surprise. There's actually Vegas odds on who is going to be. Some of the special guests. Vegas has odds. You can go lay bets 
on special guests for the halftime show. I love America. Whether it's going to be an in sync reunion, uh, whether <sighs> Jay Z or Snoop Dogg is going to be there, or if Janet Jackson, there's odds on that. I put odds on Snoop Dogg. Isn't he in town for a, a show this weekend? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I believe I keep pretty close tabs on the on the old Snoop, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm close. We, I, have, I mean, I have I notifications set up for yeah. when he tweets. Yeah, I just call him Snoop. It's first name basis. So, speaking of Snoop, have you seen his new game show? Uh, no. Do you remember the uh, the old game show from I, I want to say seventies, maybe it was early eighties, the Joker's Wild? Uh, yes. Has, you, you watch that. He's hosting a version of that now. Uh-huh. It is hilariously horrible. Is it? Oh. It's so bad, but it's. <laughs> Totally worth watching. Is everybody stoned on the show? Well, he is. Well, I mean, he's, he's and the categories the are all of... about weed. It's like you know, one of the one of the categories was identify this kind of weed, like the strain of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> what is sativa for five hundred dollars? It's crazy. It's really funny. <laughs> Well, on that note, <laughs> when we left, we were talking about spicy, uh, peppery beers, uh, and we, we left off talking uh, with Jared and Josh from, from Surly. Um, tell us about your, your peppered beers before we get into all the new beers, because I don't think people talk enough about peppered beers. Uh, well, I'd mentioned Fiery Hell, which is a, just a variant of our standard Hellas lager. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do a variant of uh, our smoke, uh, Baltic Porter, which is the mole smoke um, that has chilies and cacao added to the, uh, the base recipe. We actually have a, a version of that coming up on draft, um, oh, sometime within the next few weeks. Nice. Yeah. That's, um, that's exciting. And then uh, also the, the most popular beer we've ever made, Dumpster Fire, um, <laughs> which is a, a smoked chili IPA with uh, fermented with Bertanomyces. So There you go. Yeah, that one's a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still we have a bit of that around at the beer hall right now, too. So, nice. you know, you should get it, get it while it's hot. that is awesome (laughs) that's the funniest joke here today thus far (laughs) i uh i do have to say as long as we're talking about the spice beer i do love the uh the fiery hell just the just the clean flavor where you get that that pepper note that comes through and and it's i think it's a great combination so Cheers to you guys on Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it has that kind of like slow burn cumulative effect too. Yeah. Like by the end of the by the end of the pint, you got that that nice kind of like yeah, I love comfortable that comfortable back of the back of the like, mouth burn. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to get punched in the face, but I want it to creep up on yeah. me. Yeah, and that's a I've noticed with a lot of peppered beers and a lot of smoked beers, the, the most you know common mistake that I, in my opinion is that becomes the dominant flavor it's like i like it when it when it's there when it's noticeable but it still tastes like a beer yeah right. you know? well and i think you you get that effect at least at first with uh fiery hell where it's not the dominant flavor it's there but it definitely builds yeah. as you go along and at some point like it's still got that that flavor but it 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 creeps up on you, it walks up behind you, and, and it'll sneak. It's it's good. I, Tap you on the shoulder right? after a few sips. Hey, guess what? He's here. He's here to party. Yeah, I love it. It's good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the new beer. Uh, you guys actually have a lot of stuff going on. Um, 
talk to us about this uh, 60 Below. Uh, 60 Below, we want to just make a, a nice, chewy, spicy uh, winter IPA. So it's uh, heavy hitting with the rye, um, and it features Hopsteiner's experimental 06297 hops. Of course. They're... There's one of these uh, strange, awesome new hops coming down, coming down the line. We've uh, played around with them a little bit in the past, but uh, the predominant notes are like candied, candied grape, orange, uh, a little bit of like vanilla cream. So you get this, this uh, interesting, interesting candy notes that. Um, just shouldn't necessarily sweet. work with the spicy rye, but I think it works very, very well. So how do you guys come to to that selection for those hops? Is that something you have to pick out, you know, well ahead of time, or is it something where they approach you and say, "Hey, we've got some some stuff that we're in R and D, and are you interested in in brewing something with this?" Oh, uh, we, you know, we have our connection. <laughs> <laughs> trade, trade trade secrets. <laughs> Uh, it's it's fun though where you, you get to to play around uh, with the different styles uh, in in using those experimental hops. Yeah, and you know we we do have a fair amount of uh, new beers coming up with experimental hops. We're we're just starting to can hop shifter. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be probably about once a month or so. Uh, just a small small batch at a time. So we we. We don't have. There's not a ton of experimental hops out well, there. Explain so. hop shifter for folks that don't know, but it's one of the funnest things you get. You guys do. Uh, uh, so hop shifter, it has the the same. Uh, it's an IPA with the same base malt every time. the The only thing that shifts is the hops. Um, so it it allows us to to play around with new hop varieties and um, just let the hops shine. Mm-hmm. And, now, are any of those going to be kind of the experimental R&D stuff, or are these going to be tried-and-true flavors where folks can know kind of what they're getting? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes and yes. It'll be a bit of both. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Do you have a, a, a favorite hop to, to brew with? Uh, you know, I still love Simcoe. I will always love Simcoe. What's the, what is it about Simcoe that, that you know, gets you going? It's like... Dank forest, yeah. Josh, how about you? The pine. I've always loved the classic cas- uh, Cascade. Yeah. You know, it's just that always just uh, go-to. It's, you know, um, kind of piney, citrusy, just overall. I mean, Cascade was the hop that kind of paved the way for a lot of uh, the hops we see now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like the godfather of hops. So we're talking uh, about the beers, and we, we've kind of teased it a little bit, but the uh, the 60 below. Tell us about the, the story behind this beer. Uh, well, it gets cold in Minnesota. <laughs> it's it's cold cold right now. Um, but uh, this, is a, this beer, I guess, is a, a reference to the coldest recorded temperature in Minnesota. Um which was six sixty below, right? Yeah, hence the name. Hence the name. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's really, really convoluted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this beer's exclusively um, available in our new variety pack, which uh, we've just started playing around with uh, this week, um, getting all those all those beers into a mixed pack, which. Um, 
No, Liftbridge, you've done a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's the uh what are your thoughts on a variety pack, Dan? Um, well, I, th- I think it's it's kind of fun for people who are really indecisive. Dude, they're, they're great for parties, too. Yeah, you just yeah. grab it and you yeah. go. Count um, me in that category. <laughs> so I think I think you see, I mean, we see a lot of it, especially during kind of the holiday season, anytime, you know, in that, that winter time. But um, from a brewer perspective, um, there's not a lot of really good equipment for putting together variety packs. So it's usually a pretty manual process. And, Larry, uh, Sam, and Dave are in back. And uh, people curse any time <laughs> that variety packs need to be made because it's a lot of shuffling <laughs> bottles and cans. So it's a it's definitely a hassle. Right on. Yeah, it's definitely that's what we're we're figuring out right now. And uh, hats off to our packaging team as always uh, for being patient and um, doing what they need to do to get the beer out. It's a uh, it's a lot of a lot of bodies moving really fast right now to get these uh, variety packs. Uh, repacked for the the indecisive or surly curious out there. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the surly curious. That's uh, <laughs> that's how I identify. I identify as surly curious. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think he just topped his uh, other joke from earlier. <laughs> well, you guys also, as long as we're talking surly beers, we, you guys are are on the ball. You've got stuff happening. You've got a uh, a kettle sour and uh, and a collaboration with Kex. Is that correct? Yes, or, is it, yes, or are they one in the yeah, same? Um, well, we've the, they're two separate kettle sours. Um, okay. One of them is a, a the mosaic kettle sour. That was the first that we've brewed out of Brooklyn Center. That's on draft at the beer hall right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that f- features a Brett Kloss because we we only brew Brett beers. Everybody on Facebook knows that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it gets that awesome like. Pineapple. It's a it's a fruit bomb without the fruit. You know, no fruit added. But well, that's fruity, that's an interesting take. I wanna fruit. I wanna get your your full take on on the fruit bomb after the break. We're gonna take one more break here in the show. Uh, we'll be back uh, after this with Surly Liftbridge and Modest. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast. What is Online Trading Academy? Quite simply, we teach people just like you how to use the stock market to make money and protect your wealth. For some, this extra income means a new career. Others use this income to catch up on retirement savings or use as a paycheck in retirement. Register today for our your Saturday afternoon, your Sunday morning, or whenever you happen to be listening to it. Whenever you do listen, uh, be sure to share it with your friends. You can uh, go on the iHeartRadio app. And pull up the Minnesota Beercast channel, their own dedicated channel on there, mm-hmm. and you can you, you can share it. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Just click the, the, the little share button. It's all the cool kids so, do. Just share it with all your friends and stuff because <laughs> it's a good show. And more people should know about it. But I do want to thank our listeners. I've been uh, I've been keeping track of of our uh, of our download numbers, and they've mm-hmm. really uh, they've really skyrocketed here in the last uh, last few months. Mm-hmm. We've seen a definite uptick. So thank you to everybody who has taken the time to. To download, to listen, to share it with their friends, to leave us a nice review or a nice comment, we really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Yeah, I've thanks got, for uh, thanks for sharing the I've show. Got three beers here to choose from to drink to. That. In fact, I'll drink all three to that. All right, you do that. Yeah. I'll do some talking. <laughs> <laughs> when we uh, when we left off, we were talking about uh, some of the the sours that uh, was happening uh, over at Surly. So. Um, did I misspeak? Did I call it a kettle sour earlier when it actually is is not a kettle sour, or was was I mistaken? How dare you! You were correct. It's okay. a kettle sour, but um, it was one hundred percent fermented with Brett C. So it's 
and and that yeah. imparts a a fruit bomb flavor that you uh, you had mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's very very pineapple. And now is that because uh, I've had plenty of the reason I was asking because I've had plenty of um, beers brewed with Brett, and they all are funkish, sourish, different than your traditional fermentation to some degree or another, right? Um, and I don't know, walk me through the process of, of fermenting a, a beer with Brett because I don't often experience the, the pineapple fruit bomb like you mentioned with, with this beer. Um, well, part of that has to do with the the type of bread they're using. Um, you're going to get a lot more of that, like barnyard, if you're using like the Brooks or Delbruki. Um, the the bread sea, the Klossenai, is particularly known for its um, for its fruity component. True confession: I can't stand the barnyard like sour funk. Like I don't know if sour is the right word for it, but I, I, who who wants to drink a barnyard? Like I, I kind of don't like. Maybe it's just me. I'm sure I'm. I have an unpopular opinion, but the barnyard does not sound appealing in the slightest way. What are your, what are your so thoughts? So evocative, <laughs> the countryside. I guess. Like I hear horse blanket as a descriptor too, and it's like, dude, that's gross. Just close your eyes and ride that horse. <laughs> ride, ride that pony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> so when was the uh and what was the other one you got a collaboration right with kex yeah so that um that's another kettle sour we brewed that at the minneapolis brewery um kex kex is a small small up-and-coming brewery out of uh reykjavik iceland and uh they they came and visited us uh yeah, if you listen in to the, 2017, the, yeah. the the darkness show that we did from Surly, if you want to hear from the guys from Kex, uh, go back and listen to that. It is it was a fun segment to record. They are some some characters, man. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm I'm always excited to get to see them. Yeah, uh, they're they're yeah. definitely fun dudes. Yeah. Like they're they a were, wild bunch. Yeah, they were they were out among the masses, just just digging darkness day. The you know the ran and the cold didn't didn't stop the dudes from Iceland one bit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we bottled that. It's a yeah, kettle sour features uh, Enigma hops, and there's a, a buttload of uh, peaches in there. <laughs> I, I love peaches in beer, I, especially buttloads. Well, <laughs> for, for the there's for peach the, emojis of peaches <laughs> for the surly curious. <laughs> no, I, I love peaches in beer. Um, you know, as opposed to I guess the uh, the barnyard flavor but i mean it's it's another flavor that i feel is not always done well um i think that there's the the danger of of not having that flavor as a as a real component in the beer um and i think that a lot of times when i see peaches used it's just not done well do you guys have a a philosophy on on fruit in beer what is is it Thrown as much till it comes out. That what I mean. What is? How do you guys add fruit to beer? I guess. Well, for me, less is more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Make sure it's make sure it's there. But make not sure it's there, but it's not flavor. overpowering. Yeah. You know, too much fruit will overpower the beer. So when you're making, uh, uh, then it's just juice. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you're making a beer with peaches, do you do test batches to see what the right amount of of peach, I'm assuming peach puree, is to, to throw in there, or is it just 
winging it, flying by the seat of your pants? A bit of both. We do a we do a fair amount of like tabletop um, blends and mm-hmm. just go from there. But we're always learning. We're always kind of try, you know trying new things and yeah. And I think that that's you know consumers appreciate that when people are trying new things. That's why I've. I've I, you know, we talked about hop shifter so much earlier. I think people appreciate the, you know, getting to try something new and and learn. One of the uh, the releases I enjoyed a ton uh, back in the day was when um, the uh, the guys from Sam Adams did their uh, single hop release. It was super cool to be able to try an IPA made with all those different hops. You know, each a, a single hop edition. You guys essentially are doing the same thing in the tap room. Yeah, and you know we won't always do single hops. I, I find that um, in general, in general, hops always are happier with uh, friends. Sure. So uh, the sum's always greater than the parts <laughs> as far as hops go. So it's fun to to mash up a few. Um, you know, single hop beers can often be somewhat one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but that's kind of the saying idea, that right? we we may. That's not to say that we won't ever do a single hop beer mm-hmm. um yeah no I, I mean it's kind of the idea right is is the the because a lot of consumers don't have the experience that you guys have where you get to go and try you know from hopstein and all the different uh, you know strains and check out the r&d stuff i mean the the ability to have that that one-dimensional beer to me is is the appeal right where you can boil down the, the simple flavors, uh, the simple ingredients in in that single hot beer, be like, so this this is what Simcoe tastes like, right? This is what uh, I get when I when I have a, a Cascade beer because it's not it doesn't have that bigger rounder character of all those different hop additions, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Very good. Well, what's our what's our timeline looking like, Drew? Do we have any time for news? We got a little bit of time left in the show. We got this one story here. A uh, Boston dot com put together what what they're calling the ultimate Super Bowl beer guide. What they did was they uh, they spoke with some liquor store owners in uh, one in uh, one in uh, Boston, one in Philadelphia, and uh, one here in Minneapolis, and they asked for recommendations on local beers that are perfect for for Super Bowl sipping. Right. Mm-hmm. So for for Minneapolis, they talked to Melissa Sertic, owner mm-hmm. of uh, Sertic's Liquor and Cheese Shop. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is Melissa Sertic's version uh-huh. of the uh, of the five uh, five must have beers, uh, local beers for your for your Super Bowl viewing. Now you don't have to buy these at Sertic's, right? I don't believe so. Okay, good. I don't think then yeah. we're good. Then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, your top five, according to Melissa Sertic, and curious to get your guys' takes on this uh, in the Minneapolis area. Number one, uh, uh, Surly Furious. There you go. Sertic said that this is their number one selling product in their beer department. You can get that in the new Surly Sampler Pack. Am I correct, gentlemen? Correct. Yeah. Number two, Bauhaus Brew Labs Wonder Stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic beer. Uh, Really well done. Uh, And then she uh, she went to Fulton, a lonely blonde, Mm -hmm. for her third choice. Uh, I think she just picked like her best sellers. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> smart. <laughs> Number four, she uh, she threw some love to Fair State. Yeah, with uh, with their Roselle. Love those guys. Real sour Good in there. Beer. Yeah. yeah, 
That's interesting. Yeah. That's bold. That's bold. <laughs> bold North. That's bold Andrew. North. That's a bold North move yeah, right there from yeah. uh, Melissa Sertic. Hashtag bold North. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number five, uh, very own guest on the show this week, Modest Company's Dream Yard. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah, the fifth choice in right. on her list. Yeah. Thank you. She <laughs> says, it's a hazy IPA. <laughs> she adds, it's definitely really well made and can go with a lot of different dishes. Especially anything <laughs> spicy like wings or something like that. There you go. That was excellent commentary <laughs> from Melissa Cervic. Well done. That's, you really added a lot to that. Uh, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, no, and I've seen a lot of people doing that over the, and I think that's really cool. I've seen a lot of people like going out of their way to, uh, to to recommend you know uh, uh, local beers, local tap rooms to to people coming to town to visit, and I think that that's really cool. I hope that some of the people that that are taking the time to come to the area to enjoy the Super Bowl that haven't been here before will hit up uh, one or several of the amazing tap rooms that are all around in that area. Yeah, they've got. You don't some, have to go far. Yeah, if they've got some brains uh, between their ears. Uh, you know, why would you not sample yeah. the the local flavor, the 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 drink and the food that's offered? You don't have to go far to find a fantastic beer if you're staying anywhere around the downtown area. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you to uh, to all our guests. Uh, it was a really fun show this week. <laughs> Join us next week from uh, the Groveland Tap. We'll be there for the uh, Stout Breakfast. We are going to be there for the Stout Breakfast. I'll be there. I'm going to be there. I'm there every We're doing a show from there. We'll see you then. That'll be a lot of fun. See you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Cheers. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow, I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. This is